good to see you this morning. It's great to have those of you that have joined us in person. It's also great to have those of you that have joined us online, whether you're watching um, on Sunday morning live or you're watching throughout the week. Man, we are so happy to have you here this morning. We're continuing on in our series called Get Your Life Back this morning. And throughout this series, we've been going through a book by the same name uh, by the author John Eldridge. And been looking at different practices to restore our soul. And if you, haven't gone, if you haven't listened to many of them before, man, I encourage you to go back and, and check them out. Last week, uh, Brandon talked about the practice of loving God. And it was a really great message. And it really challenged me throughout this week. And I really want to encourage you to go back and check it out. This week, we're going to talk about the practice of remembering. And um, this last week, I had an opportunity to do that actually a couple weeks ago. So uh, we were supposed to fly out Sunday of um, snow apocalypse. You know, everyone's probably like, we saw that coming. We saw the snow coming. And we're thinking, we're not going to get out. And we kind of figured that. So we actually moved it to Saturday. We were able to fly out. Um, we were flying down to Houston to go to my cousin's or my niece's wedding. I was actually the minister that was performing the ceremony. And so it wasn't until Friday. Had no problem. I knew that we would be able to get there without any problem. So we're looking forward to that. But we thought, gosh, we need to get down there because we um, spent, or planned to spend some time with my sisters um, down. And we went to Galveston Bay. And I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but went down to Galveston Bay. We got a house along the beach. It was just about probably a two-minute walk to the beach. Um, for the whole purpose of gathering us together to make some memories, for us to look back and, and remember some, maybe some of the things that we've done in the past. And so we're really excited about that. I have a sister that lives in Iowa and a sister that lives in Houston. So it was a great opportunity for us to get back and, and remember those things, to be able to think back and go, oh man, remember when we did so, do a lot of reminiscing with that. And throughout that time, I was thinking there and they're telling stories and, and it made me think about, gosh, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in the situation where somebody's describing a story and they are, they are so detailed about the story. They're, maybe it's a story of their, of their childhood and they, they bring like the detail out in it. And you're like, how are you remembering the detail? It's like, I have a hard enough time remembering anything, but like, they're telling these things with such vivid detail. And then they tell me that I was there. And I'm like, I don't even remember this whole situation. How was that even possible? And I know as I'm getting older, it's, I think it's getting worse because I'll even have somebody now tell me, you know, hey, hey what did you do yesterday? And I kind of go, uh, I don't remember. And it's like, it's, it really worries me sometimes. I'm thinking, what is happening to me that I'm not even remembered? Did anybody else have that happen or is it just me? Okay, so good. Thank you. That at least a few of you also, also think about that way. So here's the thing. A couple months ago, um, we got our family, whole family together. The boys were back. Uh, Josie and Sam were over. Kaylee, uh, Jake's girlfriend, was there. And Terry went downstairs and she grabbed a box of pictures and she brought the pictures up. We had just had dinner and she um, brought the pictures up and we started going through the pictures. And it was so fun to reminisce and look back of, of the different situations when the kids were little and, and having the stories and, and help me remember some of those things that, that they did when they were little. And I came upon this picture right here. This is my buddy Kevin and I. Um, Kevin, we grew up together. Uh, we were actually, we, we, we knew, our families knew each other, I think, when they were, were born. We went to preschool together, went all the way through middle school, high school, all of that. We went to college together, went to Iowa State University. And while we were at college, we went skiing. And as you can see in the bottom left-hand corner of that, it says Copper Mountain 1990. So here's the cool thing about that. We were, I was sitting there showing this picture to my, to my boys. And my boys have, have picked up snowboarding this year. And so they were, they were reminiscing and looking back. And I said, guys, this is your, your dad at 20. This is 31 years ago. 
way back when. I said, this was younger than what you guys are right now. And it was just fun to, to look back and, gosh, talk about that and, and the styling. Look at that style. I mean, that bright pink and, and I mean, come on. Even little little collar going on there. But looking back at that and remembering the trips that Kevin and I went on in college, the memories just started flooding back of, of those snow, the ski trips that we made during our spring breaks and having such a blast doing it. We had so much fun. And I was amazed as I looked back at those pictures, as we looked back at all the different things that we had going on, I was amazed at the things that I actually remembered. See, our minds have, have an incredible ability to remember things. Even if you're like me and you have a hard time remembering things of the past, your, your mind does amazing things, and it's unbelievable amount of things that you can remember. Just think about it. I mean, you would have to have, a, if, as we learned to our language as a little baby, you remember what you learn. Someone shows you a picture of a cat, and they say cat, and then pretty soon they're able to show you a picture, and you're saying cat. And so you remember those things. We remember different things that, like our jobs and how we do our jobs. It'd be really bad if you had to learn your job over every single day, over and over again. You learn people, the relationships, the people that you come in contact with. I know I have a, sometimes have a hard time remembering names, and you guys might be that way too, but, but if you spend enough time with people, you remember their names. You remember where you live. It's important for you to, base, to be able to leave here and get back home because if you didn't remember where you live, that wouldn't work really well. Funny story, this last week, um, uh, Terry was out driving around, and, and um, she was on the phone with me, and we were talking on the phone, and, and it was, she, she, was, she, she went by our old neighborhood. And she pulled into our old neighborhood. She, and I, I was, while I was on the phone, she was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, what? She goes, I actually pulled into our neighborhood and started driving to our old house. And so sometimes your minds become so automatic and the things that you remember, they just, it just happens. You don't even have to think about it. Maybe we sometimes even take for granted some of the things that we remember. But what, what helps us jog our memories is actively engaging our senses, like me looking at those pictures. But there's also other senses that help us to, to connect with those things and have, bring back some of the memories. Things like smell and taste, hearing and touch. I mean, taste and smell alone have so much to do with our memories. Have you ever smelled something and then you've been immediately transported back to that time when you smelled that smell one other time before or whatever it was? I mean, taste. Taste is the same thing. Or even back to the smell thing. Think about uh, a realtor tells you often to bake cookies if you're selling your house. Why is that? Because when you smell those cookies, you feel like you're at home. And they want you to walk in and feel like, oh, man, I'm already home. This is, this, I got to buy this place. I mean, it smells so good. But even that, the whole thing of taste does it as well. I was thinking back to certain tastes that I remember growing up. One of them was something that we made called egg sausage. I don't know if you guys have ever made it. I think, I don't know if it's a German thing, but my dad and I, we would make it. You take pork sausage, or pork shoulder, and you grind it up with liver. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and you put it in, into these, well, you put it in with eggs and, and this, like heavy cream and, and bay leaves and cloves. And then you boil it, and then you put it into casings, and you freeze it. And then you put it into the, um, the oven in the morning. You cook it for like an hour. You come down, you take a piece of bread, you have butter all over it, and you eat that together. My mouth is just salivating right now as I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I want some right now. So I don't know if I'm going to be able, anybody wants to make some, I'll, I'll, I'll be right over. But anyway, our, our senses have a huge impact on our memory. But a lot of times, even though our, our mind is so strong and so powerful that way, we still are forgetful, aren't we? I mean, once... Our, the experience is over. Everything that, about that experience starts to fade. 
And we start to forget because we're not engaging our minds actively to remember. In his book, John Eldridge says that forgetfulness is a spiritual pandemic of today. See, unfortunately, human nature naturally drifts towards forgetfulness, not towards remembering. Even as incredible as our minds are, we still are forgetful. And we see this happen in the Bible as well. All throughout the Bible, we see story after story of this happening. That's why God was so, so, so adamant, so much urging us to remember. Like in Deuteronomy 4, 9, he says, But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live. And be sure to pass them on to your children and to your grandchildren. But the Israelites... They didn't heed this warning. Go back and read the book of Judges. Over and over and over again, they kept forgetting what God had done for them. They kept forgetting that God had rescued them out of Egypt. They kept forgetting what he, what, that they, they would take him to the promised land, just like he said that they would. And he, he, they would forget that, that he was going to give them, and he did give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. They forgot all of these things, and they started doing things their way instead of God's way. John Eldridge, in his book, writes about an old hymn called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. If you grew up in a more traditional church, you might remember on this. When Brandon and I were preparing for this series, we were reading through some different things, and he, was, he mentioned this song, and immediately that song revived itself deep from in my memory, and I started singing it. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. It was so crazy that they just popped right, those words popped right back in that theme, that sound, everything popped right back into my mind like, like I just sung it yesterday. And I couldn't believe it. And the second stanza of that song goes like this. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come. And I remember singing that part. And I remember that word Ebenezer. And I don't know if it's because of Christmas or Ebenezer Scrooge, but this song has nothing to do with Christmas. It has nothing to do with Ebenezer Scrooge. But I'm like, what the heck is an Ebenezer? Because I remember it. What the heck is an Ebenezer? Well, here's what that hymn is referring to. In the Old Testament story, there's, there's a story in 1 Samuel that tells of a time. It's at the end of Judges, the time I just talked about, where, where Israel had turned away from God and they had totally rejected him. But under the leadership of Samuel, they started to experience a revival. They had destroyed all of their idols. They had repented of all their sins. And they started seeking God all over again. And then Samuel, he goes and he offers a sacrifice to God on their behalf. Now at this time, the Philistines had had attacked the Israelites. And they were in this huge battle. The Israelites had already taken over several of the different cities and, and towns because they were just conquering all of Israel. And this new tack was, was surely going to be a massacre to the benefit of the Philistines. But God intervened. Because of Samuel, because of the Israelites' repentance, God intervened. And he threw the Philistines in such a panic that they started killing themselves and they were totally routed by the Israelites. Well, here's the point me bringing that story up. After that decisive victory, Samuel took a stone, and, he, and the Bible tells us that he set it up between Mitzpah and Shen, and he named that stone Ebenezer. He named that stone Ebenezer, and that meant stone of help. 
And see, it was common in that time for when something's of significance happened, in order for them to remember it, they would build an altar or they would put a stone and they would name that area so that they would be able to look back and remember. And the point of doing this was the same thing. It was so every time the Israelites saw that stone, when they saw Ebenezer, they would remember the Lord's power. They would remember his protection. They would remember what God had done for them. They would remember his faithfulness. It is so good to remember. When Terry and I were first married, we would often go different places. And when we would go those places, we'd usually buy little shot glasses or something that would help us remember that place, wherever that was that we had gone. For some people, maybe they, maybe, maybe for you, maybe you buy a decoration for your house or, or maybe you buy um, a piece of clothing like a hat or some shoes or a t-shirt. I mean, even when I was at Galveston Bay this last week, I have a t-shirt that says Galveston Bay on it. Doing something to remember those moments. But for my wife, it's pictures. She loves to take pictures. She's the one that's always gathering us together and saying, hey, come on, let's, let's take a picture. And what, what usually happens, we usually grumble about it for a little while. And we usually end up giving in. And we pull everybody together begrudgingly and we get the picture taken. But here's the deal. Going forward, I think I'm going to try to stop grumbling about it but instead be part of gathering everyone together to take that picture. Because, see, I can remember saying to her, hey, what good are all those pictures if we don't ever look back at them? What good are they if we don't ever take the time to look back at them? And, here's the, and there's truth to that. There really is. But the taking of the pictures isn't the problem. The problem is just like the Israelites It's not making the time to look back at them and remembering the many blessings that God has given. So over these last couple of weeks, I've been looking back and taking some time to remember. Remembering the time when a group of young people had the idea to start something that called Unplugged, where they got together in some families' homes and just cleared out some furniture and brought their instruments in just for the purpose of worshiping God. And I was reminded of God's faithfulness, of his love for us, and so thankful that we could just be simple, and even in our own homes, take time to celebrate God, to celebrate what he's doing and be encouraged by these young people in their hearts and their love for God. started remembering back to a trip with some pastors going out on this snowshoe trip out in the middle and heading out to a hut someplace up in the mountains to spend the night, but for the purpose of getting away and allowing God to speak to us, to give us a vision of what it was going to look like for this church, to, to hear his dreams for us, to find the passion to say, can we see it? And do we, do we really see what God wants to do in this community and rallying us together for that? To be gathered with a group of my staff that are, looks like they want to take my head off here, and I'm sure there's plenty of reasons for that. But to reflect back on not only the fun that we have, but to remember that, man, I'm so blessed
with this group of people that love God and want to serve him with their whole heart. They want to help people encounter the real love of Jesus, discover their real purpose, and become bold agents of real change. That we can do that. We can give our all. We can work hard. But that we also can have fun while we do it. remember the day that I said I do to this woman to celebrate our marriage to celebrate what God has done in our lives the journey he's taken us on and how he's growing us closer to him and growing us closer to each other but to remember the vows that I said and to live those vows out and to be thankful to God that he blessed me with such an incredible woman. To remember how blessed I am with the family that I have. To have kids that love God. To have kids that are pursuing God. To remember to take advantage of every single moment to celebrate but to make new memories that we can celebrate in the future and to give thanks to God for blessing me with his family and to remember to stop grumbling when mom wants to take a picture so my question for you today is what's your Ebenezer? What's your Ebenezer? What do you have that reminds you of God's goodness, of his grace, of his mercy? What reminds you of God's faithfulness and of his love? Do you have pictures that that can help you remember God's goodness in your life? Maybe you have other things in your life, but what is your Ebenezer? Maybe your reminders, maybe they become so familiar that you don't even see them anymore. Maybe you need to just change things up, or maybe you need to find a new Ebenezer, or maybe just take the time to look back, remember, and give thanks. What do you have in your life to remember God's goodness and to be thankful for the blessings that he's given you? As I read back and read the stories of the Israelites, I'm sometimes I just, I can't believe how dumb they are. I'm like, are you guys kidding me? Are you serious? Are you really rejecting God again? How can you possibly do that? And then I remember that's me. Oftentimes I think we forget. Maybe that's why God gives us the reminders that he does throughout the Bible. And even in the last book, in Revelation 3.3, 3, where he says, Remember the teaching that you were given and that you have heard. Hold firmly to it and turn from your sins. If you don't wake up, I will come to you when you least expect it, just as a thief does. Church, there's power in us remembering the goodness of God. 
even when things are tough. In fact, especially when things are tough in our life. It's so important, it's so powerful for us to remember the goodness of God. We need to take time and remember. So we're gonna practice that right now. We've been talking about the one minute pause throughout this series. And throughout this series, we've been trying to say, hey, we're gonna be really simple, but we're gonna be really specific about something. We're gonna take one minute just to pause. So if you have your smartphones, I wanna encourage you to grab those and, and bring them out and go to your photos app. Um, Terry, I know you don't have a smartphone. You've got that old slip flip brick phone. So you'll have to look on your wife's and if you can do that, that would be awesome. I love you, brother. Um, but take out your, your smartphone, okay? And if you, if you don't have your smartphone with you, think about some pictures. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to flip back as far as you can in your photos app. Far as you can, flip back and, and take a look at some pictures and find a picture there that you can remember whatever event, whatever thing was happening, whatever was going on in that moment, just to be able to, to remember that moment. And again, if you don't have something with you, just go ahead and, and think of some time in your life. Think back to an event and remember that moment. And as you go through those pictures, here's what I want you to do. Not only look at that, not only remember that event, but take a moment to thank God for that. Thank him for the provision for you to be able to go on that trip. Thank him for the family to be able to have that event, that moment, that, that, that experience that you had together. Whatever it is, Take one minute right now as we pause to remember and give thanks. Here's the thing I want to encourage you to do. Find something in your life. Find your Ebenezer. And this next week, Maybe take that Ebenezer and place it on your bedside. So the very first thing you do when you wake up is that you take and you look at that and you give thanks to God. Because I can't think of a better way to start your day than start by being thankful, by remembering the goodness, the grace, the mercy, the faithfulness of our God. One of the Ebenezers in my life um, it was the moments I can think back to was a time that I gave my life to Jesus. And I remember where I was. I was sitting on the steps of my church at a vacation Bible school. And my teacher was sitting down there walking me through what it was and how to make a decision to follow Jesus. And that moment marked my life in such a huge way. I grew up in the church. I knew about God. I learned about it. But that decision transformed things for me. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to know that today can be your moment. Today can be that moment that you will look back and remember. It will be your Ebenezer moment where you can look back and remember what God has done. And if you're online, man, if, if, you, if you want to do this as well, you can do this as well. So if you're here online, all you need to do is to say, Jesus, I've sinned. I've fallen short of what you have for my life, but I want to ask you into my life. I want you to be the Lord and leader of my life. Holy Spirit, come fill me up. Make me whole again. And if you do what it says in Romans by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, you will be saved. And here's the deal. I have something that I want to give you as an Ebenezer. It's a resource that we have. is just to get you started, to get you stepped into that. So if you're here in person, come let me know. I want to be able to get one of these to you. If you're online, now raise your hand and let us know there as well. We would love to be able to send you something to get you started in this newfound faith. And I'm telling you, this will be a transforming moment in your life when you can look back and say, man, it was that day, that day I gave my life to Jesus. For the rest of us, God tells us how to remember him through something that we have called communion. I mean, if you're online and you don't have the materials prepped for you, I want to encourage you to, to maybe run to the, the kitchen really quick and, and grab something um, like bread or something and something like juice or something to be able to, to have. We're going to take communion together here as a family. So if you guys didn't get um, communion supplies, uh, raise your hand. We've got people at the end of the idols that will get you our communion supplies. Make sure that you have it. So we have something that represents Jesus' body, like we have a wafer here, and something that represents Jesus' blood. What Jesus did is that he brought his disciples together at the Last Supper, and he told them that they were going to do this in remembrance of him, if you can open up the cup. though. There's Jackie saving the day. Look at that. So Jesus, at the beginning of of that meal, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. We'll all take, eat the bread. And then after supper, he took the cup and he said, this cup represents my blood that was spilled out for the forgiveness of your sins. Take and drink this in remembrance of me. Take and drink. He said, as often as you drink of this cup, you eat of this bread, you declare my death until I return again. That's let's continue to do those things to remember what Jesus did for us. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Father, thank you for the moments for us to look back and remember how you've worked in our lives. Jesus, you have made such a difference in what we do and how we live out our lives. And we pray that we take those moments, we find those Ebenezer's, to be continually reminded of your grace, of your mercy, of your goodness. And Father, ultimately, thank you for your sacrifice, that we remember that sacrifice, that we would be united with the Father, that despite all of our sin, despite of how we fall short, that you are there to restore us and make us as white as snow. Father, thank you for who you are. We pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. 
Thanks for checking out this week's message. If you'd like to get involved here at Northern Hills, check out our website at inhills.org or download the Northern Hills app. We hope to see you again soon.